Welcome, friends. This is Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for September 17, 2023. Today's New Testament lesson is from Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 12, dealing with opposing views. Accept the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord, and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. New International Version Within the church at Rome were Jewish believers who had come to faith in Christ from their backgrounds steeped in the Old Testament. They had a rich 2,000-year history of a covenant with God that included ritual food laws, the keeping of certain feast days, and observing a calendar of events, especially the Sabbath. Also within the Roman Church were Gentiles, that is, non-Jewish people, having come to faith in Christ from a background of paganism. They had no history with the God of the Bible. There were no previous generations of faithful believers in God. They were first-generation Christians and basked in their newfound freedom. The Apostle Paul's vision was for one church unified together around Jesus, and this unity would need to be worked on. Jew and Gentile were very different from one another, and here they were in the same church together, not understanding each other. The Jewish believers were appalled at Gentile thinking and behavior. Even though the Jewish Christians had come to embrace Jesus, they did not abandon their 2,000-year history of being with God. They still held to their food laws in special days. The Jewish members believed the Gentiles should be like them. The Jews wanted the Gentiles to embrace the same ritualistic behavior that they had done for centuries. But the Gentiles did not comply. So the Jewish believers passed judgment and condemnation on them for not being sensitive to the things of God. On the other hand, 
the Gentile believers felt no compulsion to have such rules and regulations concerning their Christian lives. They ate what they pleased and saw no need to hold to special days. They could not understand why the Jewish Christians were so stuck in their traditions. So the Gentiles looked down on the Jews as hopelessly misguided. This was a potentially explosive situation that Paul was deeply concerned about. The Apostle Paul's message was to accept the person whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. Sounds like easy counsel to follow, but the problem was that the people did not distinguish between what is a non-negotiable matter and what was a disputable matter. The guiding principle is that Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. The non-negotiable matter is Jesus Christ, his person and work. Jesus is our core belief. Nothing else is to be in the center except him. Therefore, we are to celebrate our unity around Jesus, our center. Anything outside of that center is a disputable matter and not worthy of Christians condemning each other or looking down on one another. The root problem of any church conflict is the dethroning of Jesus and setting up our particular views as the center of Christianity. The church has struggled with this teaching for its long 2,000-year history. Every church I have served had their particular issues that they felt so strongly about that it crowded Jesus out of the center. <clears throat> in one church, education was the big issue. Some believed in Christian schools as the only way to educate their kids. Others felt that homeschooling was the way to go because of the culture. Yet others thought public education needed the light of Christians participating in it and sent their kids to public schools. The problem was that each group sincerely believed they were right and everyone else was wrong. In another church I served, there were hard feelings about the place of men and women in the church who had been divorced and remarried. And yet another church, the issue was about whether church members could drink alcohol or not. And yet another church's issue dealt with how we dress and what our attire is at church. I still remember one lady in that church talking with a woman who had recently given her life to Christ out of a life of prostitution. The woman was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. The church lady was giving her a lecture about how she should be dressing up for Jesus. As I heard this, I thought to myself, lady, I'm not sure you're going to like the woman's idea of dressing up for Jesus. Whenever we want to place disputable matters on people's must-do list, then there will be trouble. We will judge others who do not think as we think and do as we do because of the mistaken notion that our way is equal to the death and resurrection of Christ. If it isn't done my way, the church will be lost, it is thought. We do not necessarily need to change our views on disputable matters. That's not the point. But we do need to change our attitude and our behavior toward those we disagree with. 
Intolerance of others' views and behaviors causes a lack of dialogue. To create special interest groups and cabals against each other. To stereotype uh, others. To seek to get their way no matter what. That kind of intolerance moves church members from a concern for the great commission of Jesus to the great commode of Satan's bathroom. For the Apostle Paul, the issues that divide Christians are very important, not because he championed one over the other, but because the church's identity was at stake. Paul was concerned for two questions. One, will the church be at its core? a community of redeemed persons by the grace of God who center all their lives around the person and work of Jesus? And two, or will the church be a community of opinionated individuals and groups, all jockeying for position to have their way on how they believe things should go? This is really a heart issue. Humility versus pride. Gentleness versus stubbornness. You can tell what a person's identity is by their identity markers. For the Jewish Christians, Sabbath-keeping, circumcision, food laws, and holding to certain days on the calendar mark their identity as God's people. Those issues were so important that if you took them away, there would be an identity crisis. The people felt totally lost without their traditions. For Gentile Christians, their identity was built around being more free-thinking. So if you take away their freedom and ability to choose, the Gentiles will go nuts and have an identity meltdown. Paul's answer was for both Jew and Gentile to accept each other and build their unity around Jesus, period. They needed to be sensitive to one another and focus on their shared identity of Jesus as the center of the Christian life. Both the church and the society need some civility. In a nation where we feel free to say whatever we want, we do. In doing so, we elevate self-expression and our opinions over self-control and the mission of the church. We need some generous spaciousness which allows room for us to discuss issues and disputable matters in an atmosphere of generosity, hospitality, and acceptance, seeking to first listen and understand before responding. The goal of the Christian is not to win an argument or have our way, but to uphold Jesus as Lord of everything and maintain our center in him. On that basis alone, we will be held accountable by God. So let us live wisely and well, knowing and pursuing Jesus with heart, soul, mind, and strength. Gracious God, it is both settling and centering to focus on the assurance of your acceptance. You know everything about us, and despite our failures, fickleness, foolishness, and faithlessness, yet still we are fully and eternally accepted. As you have accepted us, help us to accept others. Grant us grace to love those whom we disagree with. Merciful and mighty God, enlarge our hearts. 
Enable us to show kindness without compromising our convictions. Teach us the difference between essential and non-essential matters. Free us from the limitations of our individual perspectives, the prejudices of our heritage, the insecurities of our comfort zone, insincere niceness, and the need to be right. Blessed Holy Spirit, burn your holy word indelibly into us so that we accept all things and everyone you give us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.